Welcome to your upfront moment. We're building a confidence revolution. Hi friend, welcome to this week's Upfront Moment. This week I am joined by a very special guest, Gilly MacArthur. I have followed and admired Gilly for a long time now and I was so happy to have this conversation with her. She's a cold water swimmer extraordinaire and a rock climber with a passion for ice. Gilly really believes in the positive power of being in the outdoors and she spends a huge amount of her time encouraging people to get outside and experience it. She has helped establish multiple communities that connect people with the outdoors, themselves and each other with the Women's Trad Festival and Wonderful Wild Women. She has also been part of multiple projects raising awareness on the benefits of cold water swimming for mental health and self-worth as featured in the films Flow State of Mind and Body of Water. As you know, I am a cold water swimming convert, so I loved this conversation. We talked about the secret to starting. We talked about leaning into the cold and the discomfort and why cold water is so damn good for us. We both believe that cold water can be life-changing and we talk about that and our different experiences of that. I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope it gives you a nudge to go outside today. Let's go. Good morning, Gilly. Welcome to Upfront Moment. I'm so happy to be here with you. How are you today? I am really great. Thank you so much for inviting me on to share some talks with you this morning. So we have a passion for swimming in the ice and the cold water in common. And I have just been blown away since finding your your work and your book and your films and your stories. So I would love you to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us why do you think, why is cold water so important to you and why do you think it's such a powerful resource for people? So my name is Gilly MacArthur. I'm from the northeast of Scotland and I have been doing cold water swimming uh, for about nine years now, nine winters. I think this will be entering my ninth winter of crashing into the cold water and going for a wee dip and I absolutely love it and for me it's been really life-changing for lots of different reasons. I started when I was a kid I was not really a, a big swimmer I wasn't like a competitive swimmer or anything like that but growing up in Scotland you know you were thrown into bodies of cold water a lot when I was a wee kid and I moved to the Lake District about nine years ago and it rains a lot so I decided to give cold water swimming a go to supplement my rock climbing that I was doing uh, because you can't climb on the rocks when it's raining (laughs) and so I just found myself on the shores of Windermere which is the biggest body of water up here with a view to giving this sort of cold water swimming stuff a go again you know, and in my sort of late 40s, uh, I'm now 51. And that first experience of going into the water, the water was pretty cold. And I went in with my wetsuit on 
I think the water was about like 12 degrees, which is still classed as cold water uh, in across the world. And I just, uh, I found it really, really hard. But I got home that day and I had this lovely sensation that I'd achieved something which was, mm-hmm. uh, which was different. And for the next day, I went back, but without my wetsuit, because wetsuits in those temperatures are just a faff. <laughs> you just dis- discover before we'll discover that um and since then I've just I've just absolutely loved uh, grown to love it and now I'm a cold water um swim coach and I help people to get into icy water for mental and physical well-being and I'm still very much a rock climber but to to answer your question why is it important for everyone to give it a go or why I find it important and life-changing for me is that there's something very immediate about the sensations that you get from being cold water that bring us mm. straight back into this sort of present moment. Um, and in the summer months, a lot of people will maybe go for a wee dip in the sea or in a river or a loch, and it's really powerful. But once the water gets a bit colder, there's a lot more that is going on for mm-hmm. super boosting us. And I think for me, the biggest thing is that it's a, just a reset from the day and you're bringing yourself into this sharp sort of focused attention and awareness back into your body, which you don't really get from any other sport no. or, or or pastime. And that's why I, that's the that's the biggest thing for me is it does. A lot of people talk about this, about it feels like getting into cold water is like a, a reset. It's like touching this reset button. And in the, in the past, I've practiced a lot of meditation. And for me, there's also something really powerful about just stripping back to just your swimming costume or nothing um, mm-hmm. and getting into a, a cold body of water and feeling the sensations of Mother Nature on your body. Mm-hmm. And I think in this day and age, we don't necessarily feel the environment so much. You know, we are living in Mm-hmm. warm houses and we have big cozy jackets and mm-hmm. we've got warm gloves and all this kind of stuff and there's something really raw and uh primeval about doing that but the other thing for me about it is that it's uh by putting yourself into a mediumly stressful or small smallly stressful situation <laughs> fr- first thing in the morning um I love to go swimming first thing in the morning um you're achieving something by your own volition and you're doing it yourself. And that shows your brain that you can achieve other things in the day, which might be stressful as well, because our brains don't know the difference between mm-hmm. physical stress and mental stress and toxic stress. So by doing something which is a little bit stressful that you're putting yourself into, it means that for the rest of the day, if you're having a stress in, you know, with your boss or in traffic or with kids or whatever, it means that you've already achieved something in the day, which is just for you. And it's about taking back that time just for yourself. So those are the big things I love about just showing up. It's about showing up, you know, like you're saying, I'm going to do this for me and taking that time back, which I think is really super powerful. I don't know if you find it the same. Yeah, I think I really connect with a lot of what you've shared. And I'm so inspired by your nine winters I think this will be my second full winter and the first time I went in the water was 12 so similar 
to you and it you know it took me a long time to get in I was really I found it really difficult and I had two of my friends who were cold water swimmers already kind of in the water coaching me and we now laugh about it because they're like they would been in they were in there for so long they were like would you just hurry up again because they were starting to get cold of course (laughs) but I think for me definitely the biggest thing is this idea of a reset and I always think about it in a way that if it doesn't matter what mood you're in, what's happening in your life, what the weather is, it almost context is completely removed because when you go in the water, you always come out feeling better. Totally. And that is really just, when you just sit with that, it's like, that's a, it's a really amazing thing. And the mm-hmm. other thing that makes it more incredible is of course it's free and it's, it's just there for us. And it feels like, you know, I've been dipping my toe into some more kind of writing by nature authors and, you know, Indigenous women who are writing about, you know, the the wisdom of nature. And I think there's, I've really enjoyed the mindset shift of seeing the water as a gift and seeing Mm -hmm. that experience as, it's actually something really precious that nature just gives us regardless of who we are Mm -hmm. what life we've had the mood Mm -hmm. we're in that gift is always there and I hope that does I hope that doesn't sound too woo-woo or strange but I feel I connect I do connect with the idea of the water being a gift from nature totally I think there's something um there's something very powerful about getting into uh, a lake or a river or a loch or the sea which is really sort of taking us back to being, and I like to talk about it as being back in Mother Nature's belly. Mm. And I think that that's just a really nice thought because for me, and I've coached, uh, you know, I've coached so many people into their first experience of getting into cold water and it's classed as 15 degrees and under and ice water is classed as five degrees and under. And I've coached so many people into getting into cold water uh, and loads of people into getting into ice water um and there's something about this sort of cold and ice water experience which is that the water is there for you to uh to let go into and to just be in so you can just be held in the water and you Mm -hmm. can let go of everything into it and there's lots of studies now about how it's really good for you know physical and mental well-being for boosting your immune system, for, you know, boosting your metabolism to Mm -hmm. support your libido, to help Mm -hmm. you become more alert. And Mm -hmm. it's powerful for anxiety and depression. And I think that, you know, uh, Hippocrates talked about cold water being good for us way back in sort of 400 BC. Mm -hmm. So it's great that the science is now sort of catching up with anecdotally Mm -hmm. what we've known about but there's also something really powerful and again this is in the last since covid people coming to the water um has increased by four four times so oh wow or 400 percent. so that's the sort of stats that are coming out in the uk anyway and i think that there's something about community being connected to each other being in a green blue space finding our space in the outdoors and finding the cold within that those three things Mm -hmm. are super powerful Mm -hmm. for us and the other thing that I think is super 
powerful and potent is that for all people, more or less, there's something about you don't need to be a lot of the people that I coach think that they need to be good swimmers. And it's like, yeah. no, you don't need to, you need to be able to, you know, be able to swim, but actually even you don't actually even need to be able to swim. You can just get in and stand in, in the water to get these amazing benefits or get a, get a tub and sit it in your back garden. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, the water doesn't care about what shape you are. <laughs> no. You know? She and loves you. Care. She, she loves, loves you. all of us. And, you know, when you're at the water's edge and you're standing with a big group of women, a couple of years ago, uh, I was part of a big International Women's Day swim. And the two organisers, we thought that there was going to be about maybe 20 people turn up. And slowly in the morning, there must have been <laughs> two or 300 women oh, all sort of, you know, arrived on the shoreline, all shapes and sizes and ages and demographics. And when you're stripped back to just your swimming costume and your dukers, you you realise that no one cares. And we don't see that so much, you know, when we're in a fitting room in a shop, you don't see other people's bodies. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, there's something very powerful about just understanding that we're all, you know, there's no perfect body. And these bodies that we live in have taken us on such amazing journeys. Mm -hmm. So let's celebrate them and give them a bit of love and get into the water and have this amazing thing that can make us feel supercharged the rest of the day I think that my skin is becoming more porous because mm-hmm. the more that I go to the water the more that I like to take the energy from it and mm-hmm. the more that it just gives me the sort of power to do different things so jealous of the International Women's Day swim that sounds amazing but I'd love I'd love to talk a wee bit about your coaching because I know that is a big part of what you do now is you coach people a lot of those people are are women who want to learn to ice dip or to be in the cold and I know that there will be folks listening some of whom might have followed my journey of you know having never done it before moving to Sweden trying it out and you know last Christmas we all dipped in an ice hole on Christmas day awesome (laughs) Um, (laughs) but what would you what would you say to the women who are listening who really do want to try but it just feels it feels too scary and it feels too uncomfortable the idea of I think people find the idea of being very cold they imagine it's going to be very uncomfortable and often even painful and then the whole thing just starts to feel a bit scary because I I was there not that long ago like I really I still have a high level of empathy for those fears because it wasn't that long ago that I was in that place so what would you say to those to those women so I would first off say from my own experience I used to be wrapped in down and wool 365 days of the year you know I was always that person that had the extra layer of clothes on and I'm completely flabbergasted to have experienced this change in my own body to leaning into the cold and leaning into that discomfort that it's actually changed my relationship with the cold and so our bodies are incredibly adaptable if we allow them to be adaptable Mm -hmm. to shift that change the reason why cold water is really good for us and for our well-being is that it is hard but we have Mm. to find that starting point so we have to understand that even if I go for a swim today I will still find it hard but Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is I'm retraining my brain that this hardness is okay Mm -hmm. and that this hardness is something that I can 
do. It's not like I get into the ice water now and I'm like, hey, this is just a breeze. It's 100% not that, but it is going to be scary and it is going to be a little bit uncomfortable. But the secret is to start where you need to start at. So lots of people will look at various different other people online that are talking about loads of breathing and just jumping straight in. And that's not how you start getting into cold Mm -hmm. water. You need to start and meet the water where you need to meet it at. And for some people, that might just be to start with having, okay, I listen to that podcast and you know what, I'm, I'm quite curious about this. So the very first thing would be maybe just turn your shower a little bit colder and end mm-hmm. on cold and do that for, you know, 20 seconds and see how it feels. You don't need to turn it to super cold. You can just turn it a little bit colder and end on that cold. And just lean into that curiosity of what Mm -hmm. that feels like. And then the next week, turn it a little bit colder. And you only need, in terms of the science of it, you only need about two minutes of this cold experience to start to get these shifts happening. So it doesn't need to be super cold for 10 minutes. You don't need to lie in an ice bath and you know, for for 15 minutes to get these experiences. I think the other really important piece is that getting into cold water is about consistency. Mm-hmm. So if you want to start, this is a great time to start. You know, this I know that's why I keep saying to my into friends, autumn. If you start now, you'll be flying. Start now. Just keep going in every day and it gets gradually, gradually colder. So you want to catch the degrees as they drop. Find a safe good body of water which is near you to swim in with a group of ideally find find your community find your tribe most cold water swimming communities are super welcoming super open remember that at this time of year for most people it's a dip not a distance mm-hmm. and start where you're going to start you know and it might be that you get in and you're like woohoo this is easy but it might be that you get in and go blooming neck, I can't do this but watch where your language is going with that because we're not using this cold water as a tool to beat ourselves up it's not about Strava it's not about they can do it and I can't it's this is your space sometimes I turn up at the water's edge and I just go I don't really feel it today I'll just literally bob for two minutes and get out and that's the that's the piece it's about starting where you can start out and be kind with yourself about that and understand that it is going to be a little bit uncomfortable and it is going to be a little bit scary but that's that's fine and just be gentle with yourself about that because mm-hmm. you're trying a new thing but I think starting a new thing is always really exciting because you have this sort of personal growth phase you mm-hmm. know we like I can do this and this is so empowering and the other thing is that, you know, for your community, it's it's about building confidence and it's about going, I showed up. Mm-hmm. And just just showing up is amazing. If your first time that you go is that you just stand on the shore, you know, in your frilly sewing costume, then <laughs> that's yeah. that's you you that you showed up. Yeah. And I've seen people transform from literally showing up in the depths of winter, n- not wanting to take a robe or a towel off. To now jetty strutting across the <laughs> across the jetty for speedo commercials you know um, <laughs> in in the space of a in the space of a year and that's 
people coming off their you know their antidepressants people being able to have challenging conversations with that they've never thought they were able to have before and it's because the cold war has given that to them so it's like new skills it's courage it's building confidence but understand that it's going to be hard Mm. um but that hardness which is matched to where you're at is the bit which is really really super powerful so yeah I love your expression of the idea of part of the reason why it's so powerful is because it's hard it's because it's hard it has such a profound impact and I think your thing about it's really easy you know you could look at your Instagram feed and think you're just sliding in those ice holes really easy and it you're right it's so not that you know not always but probably every third swim I have to have a wee chat with myself and I'm stood on the stairs and my toes are in and I'm thinking fucking hell it's freezing totally and I have to do the wee like just get in it's going to be it's going to be it and it, and it always is it's like you never ever go in like never I feel like never in the history of the world has a person gone in and then went I wish I hadn't done that I wish I hadn't gone in like you're always <laughs> happy always always happy that you did it but I'd love to talk a wee bit about your rock climbing because your climbing is a huge part of who you are in your work. And I know that you had an accident a few years ago in Utah that really could have ended your relationship with climbing and with the mountains. Yet two years later, you're back in that same place climbing. And I'd love you to tell us a bit about, you know, where that journey, you know, where did you find the courage and the confidence to get to go back there after what happened? Uh, so yeah, I, I was on a big rock climbing uh, expedition trip to Utah, and I was on a route, uh, quite a hard, not not a super hard route, but a route that was definitely in the sort of the realms of um, me having to try harder than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, slipped, um, and I fell at the top of these big ceiling mm-hmm. soaring sandstone columns. It's like Mar- Marlborough Man Country, if people remember those adverts, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was at the top of a big one of these big towers and my foot slipped out of the crack and I tumbled down I fell down the rock face and fell uh, about 30 feet 30 something like 15 15 meters something like that and I fell into the rock and I broke my got lowered to the ground and was taken to one hospital and then another hospital in a different state was taken to Colorado to a spine unit and I'd broken my back and mm. my ribs but I I it was great I had really solid insurance I was in the hospital there for a while I got flown back to the UK which was exciting because I was on some really heavy drugs and <laughs> I got to was lie that a I got, <laughs> it was great well I got to fly back <laughs> First, they had to fly me back flat, so I had to fly back first class. So I was on the drugs, and my husband was on the on the cheese board oh in the goodness. port. Yeah, <laughs> quite got to take the positives out of these things. But yeah. I made a full recovery. You know, my my ribs on my left hand side still twist a little bit now and again. A bit funny, but but you know, I was lucky. You know, that was definitely one of my sort of nine lives gone. It mm. could have been. It, it could have been a lot worse for sure. But. The reason I was able to, I wanted to get back into climbing because Mm -hmm. climbing up until that point had been so interwoven into everything uh, in my life, my friendship group, my uh, work, 
was all in the rock climbing world, but also this, this idea of being outside and being connected to nature and doing things that are a little bit scary and always sort of touching the edge of that comfort zone or sort of stretching that comfort zone, whatever language people like to use on that, mm-hmm. has always been important for me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to have this accident to define me uh, as being something that I now can't do anymore. And that was really important to me. And so right from, actually when, from when I was on the stretcher, I was trying to shift my sort of spotlight of attention onto the stuff that was good mm-hmm. rather than, yeah, I'd broken my back, but it wasn't that bad, you know. And yes, the trip had been cut short, but, you know, I was having a, I was meeting some lovely people in hospital, mm-hmm. met some great people. And so trying to sort of flip the natural narrative that we have to look to the negative, to look mm-hmm. to the more positive things. And I went back to uh, Utah uh, a year and a half later and went back into climbing again. And again, getting back to cold water swimming, it's about starting where is the right point for you. If I'd gone back on that route straight away, it would have been too much for me. Mm. I had to start with doing smaller routes that were easier and within my comfort zone with people that I knew had my back so that I could build up those skills again to rewire my brain to go, you know what, this is okay. And that's the way for me that I managed to get back, you know, into climbing. And it it wasn't, it wasn't pretty, but it was mm. really important for me to get back into it that way. And I think as we get older, our sometimes our blinkers become more narrow and we mm-hmm. stop doing things, you know, even just silly things like well I'm not going to go back to that that cafe you know or I'm Mm -hmm. not going to phone that friend because they did that ages ago or whatever Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. think sometimes it's just quite good to revisit things and go oh yeah that's right you know they do do a a rubbish you know whatever they are but I think it's important to just really test that thing and go actually no I still want that to be part of my life because it gave me so much and I miss that and I want to have it again and that's a really important thing for me. It's about trying to keep those blinkers as wide as possible and to always be sort of open to those newer opportunities for growth and to build confidence and to meet new people and to, you know, keep the joy sort of flowing in. Because I think as yeah. we get more narrow, the joy yeah, can stop joy flowing starts, in, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so you're like, well come on (laughs) so it was hard it was it was definitely hard but it was definitely a journey that I wanted to take on and I knew it was going to be a hard journey but I was choosing to take it on it's about choice so it was like I'm going to choose this journey and it's not going to be pretty but the the benefits to it overall are going to be greater than I can dare think Mm -hmm. and hopefully inspire other people to you know sharing that that story is hopefully fully gonna inspire other people to go oh yeah you know okay I could maybe I could maybe revisit that again you know that sport that they liked or that passion that they like doing or that hobby it's like oh I just might might give myself a bit of permission to do that thing again you know yeah so so yeah yeah and I think your story is really reminding me of how how much this is about being intentional it's like intentionally choosing 
intentionally shifting your awareness away from the tragic part of what's happened and towards the opportunity that the tragedy presents, you know, which I think is incredibly, incredibly difficult for some and for some circumstances. And your story shows that it's that it's possible. And I, you know, I imagine that your community, as you mentioned, you know, I have friends who are rock climbers here in Sweden and I know that the I think all around the world the rock climbing community is like a very active warm open community and I know that that's now a big part of your work is that you actively help to establish communities and create communities where women can be connecting with the outdoors and themselves and I'd love to hear you talk a wee bit about the role that like what community means to you and the role that you think community plays in helping women have these powerful experiences and relationships with nature? I think as uh, women, and it's, you know, it's possibly true for men too, mm-hmm. but certainly from my experience, I think it's hard to sometimes give yourself permission to just uh, stop and to sort of sit down and really experience wholeheartedly a shared value with someone. And mm. that's, that's not not just like, you know, having a shared glass of, of wine, but actually <laughs> having a, which is also really good, but having that shared value with someone that's that you can really connect with in a heartfelt way. And I think sitting by the water's edge, being in the water with someone, sharing a rock face or a belay with someone when you're climbing, sort of gets under the skin a wee bit mm-hmm. about what's really going on and within that you can then share those sort of peaceful moments together to watch the geese flying overhead mm. just for that that moment to f- sip you know to taste that first sip of coffee after you've been in the water to you know watch the sunset on a rock face I mean these don't need to be big extreme things it could just be sitting in the park and deciding that you're going to kick your shoes off we're not talking about being big adventurous women all the time Mm -hmm. but there's something about community which builds support and this shared value and then within that this understanding that we're all sort of the same and that underneath the surface there's lots going on sometimes it's very easy to look at someone and say well they've got it so good because of blah 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 and I'm having such a bad time because blah 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 Mm. but I think once you look under the surface you realize that we all have Mm -hmm. you know sadness and hard times and what's important is to share the joy in that present moment stuff and to have that sense of belonging and even I don't really like being in 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 big groups of women all together prefer to be in sort of like you know six or eight people is kind of it's a good size for me I get a bit overwhelmed or you can know Um, everybody's name (laughs) yeah pretty much I quite like that and but with the 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 rock climbing festival that I have that we've been running now for the last eight years it's really great to see so many different types of women coming together and having these very beautiful, supportive, shared experiences. And it's the same with the groups uh, up in, in the Lake District of just coming together and having a laugh. And everyone's really different, but there's something underneath it, which is like, yeah, we we get this, you know. And that's just yeah. why, that's the stuff that I really 
that I really love. And and the, the men that come to the rock climbing festival that I run, a lot of them have said to me that they felt quite intimidated walking onto the site mm. because there's so many women. And it's like, well, that's mm. what women feel coming into it. So I think that support, shared values, helps you grow, helps you understand that, you know, you're not alone and mm-hmm. that there is that support there if you need it is just really, really powerful. It's, it's really, it's a really beautiful beautiful thing and also passing that knowledge on you know I've got a lot of friends that are like in their mid-20s and sharing the water with someone or sharing a rock Mm. face with someone or a run with someone is like oh I feel like I can go oh well you know like a wise old lady (laughs) like let me tell you you'll get over (laughs) this one you know um but that's the yeah the I mean the community stuff's really important for me and and I think it makes everyone a better person you know for their Mm -hmm. for their kids and for their partners and for their pets and whatever else so yeah yeah, that's the bit that is important for me yeah I do I think community is is such a special and complex dynamic isn't it and I feel like when communities connect around a physical experience there's something very particular about that and I know that you know for me living now living here in Sweden and being someone who goes in the water regularly when my friends from the UK come we go we swim and you know I think previously if they'd come to visit me we would have watched a movie we would have had some mm-hmm. wine you know and we still do those things but every single time they'll say to me you know this these swims have been just the most precious, special thing. You know, so many amazing memories and the conversations that you have as you're swimming together in the same direction. A lot of my friends, Adele, if you're listening. Hi, Adele. <laughs> love you. Um, she did this. She also, she's been swimming in the lakes, actually, since she was little. So she was excited to get in the water in Sweden. And she... She turned to me and said, let's close our eyes and swim towards the sun together. And it was so special. It was so lovely. And it's like having a wee cry every time I think about it. And I and I yeah. do it all the time now, when I, if there's ever the sun, if the sun's ever out. And whenever I do that, I kind of connect with that moment and connect with our friendship. And it's a really lovely thing. I think it's, uh, you know, it's it's so interesting that bit because... Uh, like in a couple of years ago I swam every day I I do it every year but particularly this one winter there's something really important about getting into cold water with someone which just cracks open all of the the ego stuff and then Mm. you're just like sort of laid bare and that thing about that the conversations that you have and I remember Mm. meeting two guys that I'd never met before they met me in Edinburgh um, one was an ex-prison officer and the other guy was a teacher and I just met them six o'clock in the morning was there in my, in my swimming costume and we got into the water and we just had the most incredible conversation mm. and then we just put our clothes back on and cheerio and that was it and there's yeah. something about being in the water and as you say in that moment of time in that moment and there's mm. those interactions are happening across the world every single day in the cold water communities that are growing and blooming and and expanding and it's I love sharing the water with people in that way that you've just described with Adele mm. they're they're just golden moments and you don't need a photograph of them they're just like no. they stamped onto your brain and you just <laughs> yeah. close your 
you can close your eyes and you're back with your pals yeah. going towards the sunshine and that's just I mean that's life yeah. you know yeah that's just life isn't it so powerful <laughs> yeah. so the last question I'd love to ask you which I ask all our guests on Upfront Moment is when we at Upfront achieve our mission of supporting a million women with their confidence and their self-belief how do you think the world will be different from your vantage point I think that there's probably just one, there's probably hundreds of words, but for me, there's one word which I think is is really sort of springing to mind, which is just Mm -hmm. kinder. I think that if every woman that I knew who knows women um, were to become more confident in themselves Mm -hmm. to go after their goals and their dreams and to mm-hmm. make space for themselves in the day even if it's only for three minutes mm-hmm. I think we would become a sort of kinder and stronger world you know that's two words kinder and stronger but I think that there's something you know there's something about that's what we need right now we need more sort yeah. of, you know understanding and but with strength backing that up and I think that if everyone listening believed in themselves a bit more in whatever that looks like I think that would make the world a better place so that sort of kindness to make changes happen in a way which is heartfelt not headfelt can only be a good thing I agree beautiful words perfect way to end well thank you so much Gilly I will put your website and your Instagram and a link to your film and the show notes And I think I speak for both of us when I say if any of you listening decide to venture to the water, which we really, really hope you do, please send us a message, send us a picture, let us know how you get on. And yeah, I hope you decide to try because there is so much confidence and power to be found in the water. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly. See you later. Thank you very much. Hopefully we'll get to swim one day soon. Hi, friend. A quick note from me to tell you all about our new charity bond. On the 6th of November, we are welcoming women, staff and volunteers from charities all over the world to take part in our six-week charity bond. You can enrol as many staff and volunteers as you wish for only £1,000. We can't wait to support you. Go to weareupfront.com to find out more. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Upfront Moment. Before I say goodbye, I want to remind you to follow Upfront on Instagram and join the other 5,000 women all over the world who get our weekly newsletter. Go to weareupfront.com to find out more. Bye, friend. I'll see you on Monday for your next Upfront Moment.